Okay, 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 my dear friends and listeners, we're ready to learn. We almost completed this discourse. We've been learning this for three weeks. Last week I had, an, I had to run out to the airport. I was going to try to finish it last week, but we didn't have enough time, so we're going to finish it now. We'll see how long it takes us, and uh, maybe we even have time to learn something else afterwards, but let's try. See how it goes. Um, so we were learning over here, the Zohar. Um, let me just, I hear myself on my echo here because the speakers are on. Hold it. So we learned in the last couple of, um, in the last few classes, we were learning the whole idea of why Yaakov missed Rachel so much and why he was so excited with the 17 years that he had from Yosef. He, when Yosef w was with him for 17 years, Yosef kind of um, you know, brought, him, brought Rachel and Rachel back alive for him. And then um, when he lost Yosef, it was the most devastating loss. And then after that, Hashem said, I'm giving you back the 17 years. So what was the idea? So we discussed a great length, the difference between the soul of Yosef and the soul of the tribes. Uh, Yosef is in a much deeper and a much higher level. He's still in the realms of divinity. They are already creations. Uh, their work is to elevate the world and bring it to a state of pure, a state of um, divine submission and recognition. And that's how they elevate sparks from within the separate world and bringing it to godly consciousness. But even after they complete their job, Yosef's soul, their, 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 um, their work needs to be given a final lift by Yosef, which he carries down the divine um, energy to absorb whatever they are sending up. In other words, whenever we're lifting something up, the degree to how far we can lift it is only to a certain degree, and then Yosef has to come down from his lofty, exalted, godly state and lift theirs up, and that's sy symbolized by the sheaves all bowing down to Yosef. Their bundling of the sheaves represent their collection of the sparks of holiness of all the entities of the world, bringing it to a state of divine recognition. Yosef descending and picking it up. Then he goes on to, continues to explain um, in, the, in the earlier part of the Mimer, how um, the, the um, what's Yaakov's entire uh, power? Yaakov is Teferis, Yaakov's whole work of all of his life was to create the channels in order to open up the divine to manifest in the world. And being that he represents the middle channel, the center bar, which is called Teferis, which is um, one of harmony and synchronization. So he brings about that whatever is being channeled to the world should come down in a very harmonious fashion. And, um, and, um, and the point over here was, the intention is to connect all the extreme sides of existence and at the same time also connect the up and the down, the higher and the lower. That's the whole idea of Teferis. It's, it serves as a bonding, as a unification, both right and left and up and down. And therefore Yaakov's entire service was, and what does it mean up and down? Up means a level that's beyond definition and beyond specifics and beyond vessels, beyond containers. It's pure energy. And um, low means defined and limited and vessels and containers all the way down to the vessels and and containers or the creations of the physical, the most limited creatures and the most limited beings. The point of Yaakov is to carry the divine down through the entire, entire scheme of worlds and of evolving orders all the way, all the way down to that, that Hashem should be able to reveal himself 
in the material physical world, which is Mashiach, that's going to be the state. And that's what we, we're all a continuation of Yaakov when we learn Torah and do mitzvahs. Yaakov is the man of Torah and the man of mitzvahs, more than Avram and Yitzchak. Yitzchak represents prayer and Avram represents kindness. But Yaakov represents Torah, and Torah is this harm, powerful um, tool and instrument to unify heaven and earth or to unify God and the world. And therefore, Yaakov's, but Yaakov can only channel things down in the, in the realm of the divine. That means from a level of divinity that's beyond containers to a level of the divine where there are already containers. But it's still, even those containers are still part of Hashem. Um, the ultimate objective, however, is to bring things down into the outer realm already where creation starts, where separate entities exist, and to carry godliness over into the most external aspects of existence, which is actual to the creation, first into the more sublime levels of creation consciousness, and then all the way down to the most um, um, detached state, which is the physical, material world, which at the be before it's enlightened, doesn't even know that God exists. That's how separate it is. And to ultimately merge and bring even the physical to the full expression of Hashem. And on the contrary, the ultimate final expression is going to be in the physical more than in all other levels, as we discussed so many times. So Yaakov's target is to reach all the way down here, but for that he can't do it on his own. Yaakov can only bring godliness down through all the levels of the divine. He's a channeler. But now, to take it to the next step, he needs a communicator into creation. Now, Rachel, Rachel, was the one who conserved that because Rachel is the embodiment of Malchus. And um, she, she represents the world of words. Words are containers, and God creates the world through words. So in order to channel the energy down into the world of Dibur, of speech, Rachel is the, is the, is the, is the, is the medium. Uh, and one of her things that he, he enamored him about her, that she was such a perfect recipient of his light and translator of it into the creation, is because also because of her beauty. Her physical beauty was a reflection of her spiritual beauty. The beauty of Yaakov is the harmony, is that he's not extreme in this or in that. He encompasses every aspect of the divine and harmonizes everything in a perfect unison. Everything finds its space in Yaakov. He can find the, the positive in every element and bring it all together to a perfect blend, as opposed to the other forces. They could be holy, but they operate on more extreme levels of exclusion, only that and not anything else. And that obviously is not going to fully manifest the full divine potential. In order for the full divine potential to come through, it will only come when all of humanity is unified, the right and the left, the, the, the front and the back, the, 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 the a unity between all the nations, between all talents, between all races and all people and all ethnicities and everything. But everybody has to, it's not about erasing the differences. And that's the big mistake that we find in the world today. Um, you have people that, that feel superior and greater than others, and they put down others, and they feel that they are the ultimates, and others that. Then you have people who want to erase all differences, that there's, everything is equal. That's also not, because that doesn't express the multi-faceted the multi, um, existence. Men need to be men. Women need to be women. Uh, uh, um, and each culture and each, and, each, and each ethnicity and each race has certain beautiful talents and contributions to make when they are themselves, not when they try to be something else. Yes, we have to give everybody equality in the sense that we have to give everybody the dignity and the respect, but not that everybody does the same thing, because you're good at what you're doing. And other, when we try to confuse people, they don't understand what exactly they're, they're you know, that's doing a disservice to, to themselves 
and to the, and to the entire world. You're robbing the world from the unique contribution, godly contribution. Every single being is a channel. We're all channels, we're all conduits for something divine. And the vessel that we have, and that means all of our personality traits and all of our talents and our physique and physical body and everything about us, it all is, everything is, is meant to serve as a contributing factor to the multi-faceted um, 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 and multi-dimensional universe and creation. And each one will bring out the exquisite, um, 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 endless possibilities of God's infinite beauty and infinite goodness and infinite kindness with and through each and every one of us. But we all have to play our role and not try. But when people come and confuse that, then that becomes confusing. And two things, first of all, it, it, it's, it's a tremendous disservice to everybody because when we're missing one contribution, the whole world is incomplete. And secondly, it's a terrible disservice to that individual because then, then they, they can contribute what the other is meant to contribute because it's not who they are. It's not meant to be. It's just pretentious. And, and for what they can do the best, they're not doing that at all because for whatever reason, there's a certain maybe inferiority. I think it's not important. But when we highlight that everybody has its place and its, 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 its thing and your talent is unique to you and this needs to be given to the world and no one else can do it, so do what you're meant to, to give it. And only God knows why he gave everybody you know why the tulip is the tulip and the, and the jalapeno is the jalapeno. If the jalapeno is going to try to, you know, try to use jalapenos for beautiful flowers, they're nice, but they don't, they, don't, they don't contribute that beauty like a beautiful bouquet of flowers can do. They can spice up a dish. And that brings out another beauty and another experience that's just magnificent. And even poisonous things are also utilized for certain medicinal purposes. And then they are the hero. They're the only ones who can come to the rescue and save this situation. And they are literally the hero, even though they're a dark element, which usually is not generally you know, displayed in everybody's you know, salad. <laughs> we have to appreciate that. That's the idea. So Yaakov represents this incredible flow of godliness in a way that encompasses everything and expresses itself in everything. Problem is that you, being that Yaakov needs a publicist, who's this publicist? Rachel. The publicist needs to, his spokesperson, needs to be able to accept and receive the entirety of Yaakov's multicolored um, expression, multifaceted expression. Sometimes you have a student who's a student, but they don't have the broad-mindedness and the ability to be able to capture all the facets of the teacher. So they just zero in on one message and they don't see the teacher for all of their entirety. And that was the beauty of Rachel. Yaakov is beautiful and Rachel is beautiful. And together they make this beautiful team. And without her, he sees no purpose for his life. That's why when he goes there, we learned last week, he says, I will, I will work for seven years for your younger daughter Rachel. And we explained last week why Rachel will serve that purpose more than Leah. Because Leah, the older daughter, is also represents the feminine world of vessels and containers, but a more sublime spiritual level of containers. The containers of thought, there, it's, a, it's, a, it's a necessary medium. You can't move from emotions and intelligence into speech without thought. You need to first break it into organized thoughts. So Leah, Leah plays a major role. That's why before Yaakov can even marry Rachel, Rachel, he has to marry Leah too. It's part of the package. He marries her, which means he's channeling his energy into thought. And from the cohesive thoughts and organized thoughts, he then translates it into speech. And Rachel is the one. But the, though the desirable one is Rachel because she is the one who takes it to the audience. Um, that's the point. 
Now, when she died, he had no purpose to live anymore. He felt that he's disconnected. He can't project his, the divine truths into the actual world. And he can't further the whole, the whole, um, the whole uh, what you call it, uh, program of history. He's stuck. He, he, like Moshe says, I don't have a mouth. <laughs> I'm lacking. I can't express myself into the world. I have beautiful ideas, but it's not moving into creation. So for that purpose, you know, so there is where Yosef was able to fill that gap. Because we learned that Yosef is also the power of connectivity. He's a higher level than Rachel. He's the idea of Yesod. And Yesod is all about bounding and connecting the mashpia, the, the, the influencer with the recipient. And last week I asked the question, even if Yesod is that power of bonding, how do you transmit a message if you don't have words? And when Rachel isn't there, you still don't have the words. So how does he, maybe when you love someone and you can connect to them in a very deep bonding way, you can, com, you can connect, you can transmit emotions and ideas without words. I just thought about right now as I'm teaching. Could be you can, you can bypass the words if the connection is, 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 you know, you can look someone in the eye and tell them all of your love and all of your, and just communicate that. And maybe, you can, maybe a teacher can communicate the deepest ideas just through a deep bonding of soul to soul. I guess that would maybe work. I'm not exactly sure how, without Rachel, Yosef can still Yosef can substitute. But yet, that's what he says: that Yosef can connect Atzilus, the godly, to Bria Yitzir and Asiyah. Okay, that's the idea that we learned, and that's why when Yosef was there to substitute Rachel, he felt that he's, he's, he has purpose in his life. And when he lost Yosef, it was devastating to him because again, it was the flow, the channel was was interrupted. When he meets Yosef again, he says, now I can die. Meaning once I passed it over to you and you're already channeling it down, I finished and completed the download. I'm done. And now you have it already. And you can continue already administrating these godly truths to the world without me. Because I already deposited it in your bank, so to speak. It's already there. And Yosef cannot, why it wasn't there yet in the first 17 years and why did the second 17 years bring about the complete, the complete state that Yaakov can now, like, um, you know, so to speak, you know, step back? I'm not exactly sure. Something that was given in the second 17 years that, uh, or maybe it's just the mere fact that Yaakov thought that Yosef became, you know, was, you know, if he, either he died or he, if he's alive, he lost his, his spiritual connection. So that, that means that it's not standing. But now that the fact that Yosef is alive, um, the, even if Yaakov will only transmit to him 17 years, the fact that that link, that that element that's still connecting the godly to the world is still there. And even when Yosef will die, meaning he died as a tzaddik, he still can, passed away, meaning he, he still set that, that spiritual link. It didn't become dis, disrupted. So Yaakov's entire pipeline has not been, has not been you know, uh, uh, jeopardized or sabotaged. It can, still, it can still flow. Okay. That's the idea. And that's why he's also, the, the Torah, the, the, the Zohar emphasizes, what, what got him excited about Yosef is that Yosef had the beauty of his mother. He had the splendor of his mother. Same idea. The ability of harmonious integration and perfect balanced, um, balanced spiritual light. That's the idea. Achmeyat, also holding on page 154. 
And we just have now a page and a half. Let's do this quickly. Now we need to understand the specifics of what the Zohar says. First it says, General Yaakov lived a very hard life. All the days of Yaakov were painful. Um, and then Rachel came and she was the, the meaning in all of his life. And then when she was taken away, he had terrible heartbreak. But then Yosef came and Yosef kind of redeemed, re redeemed his life. And then he lost Yosef and then he was kaput, over with. It's entire, we learned last week, the, 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 the Shekhinah left him, the divine presence left him. He, he had no purpose in life. He had nothing to live for. He was totally dead. And, and, and when Yosef came back, ah, now he came back alive. The spirit in him, the channel, the, the flow was flowing through him again. So the Zohar says he was in pain. What's the pain of Yaakov? So now he explains. Yaakov's work is a very, very, very um, um, excruciating type of work, which caused, causes pain, not, not sadness, but it's pain, because it was excruciatingly difficult to connect the lights to the vessels, to unify into harmony. It's like a, someone who has to be the, the job of the peacemaker. You know how hard and exhausting it is to be a peacemaker? Because everybody, you know, you have to broker between opposites. It's, it's the most exhausting thing because you're torn between here and there and, and bridging bridges. It's a, not an easy, a bridge builder doesn't have an easy, an easy job. Especially when you need to bridge the bridge between the infinite and the finite. And then between all the factions of the finite, bridging all of existence together. Not an easy task. And it requires you to, to move from extremes to extremes so you can negotiate. It's like a person that has to adhere once, you know, to be able to bridge a bridge between going to one side, speaking to the staunch right-wingers, and, 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 and in their world, you know, the left is totally, you know, wicked and horrible and terrible and should be erased. And then going to the left and hearing how the right side is totally, you know, bigots and who knows what, and just totally, you know, the worst of the worst of the worst, and they need to be shut down and silenced and so on and so forth. So someone that has to work in both sides, hear them both and find the common ground and unify them together, uh, it's the, and it's the, and again, when you're listening, you have to really listen, so you have to really open yourself up to what the people are saying. You can't be pre-opinionated, because if you're pre-opinionated, you're not really absorbing. So some people try to broker, but they're not, they're never listening. It's to listen, it's to really have the art of being silent and absorbing, but then the ability to tear yourself away from that and go to the extreme opposite side and hear and absorb and find the truths that there are in both things and then bring them together and find the common ground to build from it. And Yaakov has to do this with the most extreme levels, far more extreme than what we're seeing now in, in our political field over here. Because this is still a finite separation. And here we're talking about the, 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 the forces of creation and the unlimited forces of, the, of, the, of, of, of all the various different energies that are opposite from each other, like fire and water, and unify them all. Very, very daunting and difficult task. So Yaakov worked, he did the work. He wasn't, uh, God forbid, lazy. He worked like no other person. He was the hardest worker. But that whole blend and whole thing is now he's ready to publish his book and his publisher dies, you understand? Imagine doing all this work and then not being able to communicate it. It, it's worthless unless it goes out to the people, unless the printer prints it and the books go on to the, to the bookstores and to the shelves and the buyers buy it and they read it and the ideas are communicated. So until it's not going to, and now 
he, he feels that that's why it was so devastating. This was his hard work. This was his labor. Shahayibitsara was painful. It's when he worked with his uncle Lavan. Lavan kept on changing his, his, pay, his wages ten times. Spiritually, what does that mean? Lavan is Yaakov is trying to capture the, the divine into containers and into vessels. But the divine is very, very is undefinable and uncontainable. That's why it slips through the cracks. You think you got it, but it's elusive. And to be able to have it ground itself and express itself in certain particular terms, that's having to deal with Lavan who slips, flips your wages. The reason why Lavan, you couldn't hold him to any deal. Whenever he made a contract, you couldn't hold him to it. He was able to slip out of everything. He was such a master of deceit, he was able to slip out of every contract and prove it in the court. Because he always put in things. In other words, you couldn't hold him, you couldn't nail him to anything. Why? Because, so physically, his name is Lavan, so physically he was a wicked person in this world. But his source, his spiritual source, if you trace it back to its very, very sublime start, Lavan is, means whiteness, it represents the infinite light of God that is uncontainable and un, undefinable. But Yaakov's job is yet to settle God down into containers and into vessels. So that, was, that itself was like, he had to deal with the trickery, so to speak, of the elusiveness of this, and it took just, um, it, 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 it took, uh, what do you call it, kochos, uh, it took powers and work that is just simply beyond, beyond uh, you know, human efforts. El Movadze, I'm in addition to that, so that was one thing, he has to, again, he doesn't explain it, but this is, and explained in other places in Hasidus what this means that love untricked him in the spiritual sense is that he again he's trying to capture the the essential whiteness and bring it into colors bring it into the into all the different shapes and forms and colors of creation that's one thing that means he's constantly being tricked and yet he masses yet he was able to amass a, 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 a fortune which means he's able to channel God into the speckles and the spots and the channel and these are real cosmic ideas which he's able to channel the, the orange self, the infinite light. In addition to that, he had to work by day and by night. That's what he describes. Later when he has a confrontation with love and he tells him, I worked by day and by night. And by, by day, I was eaten, I got burnt by the scorching sun. And by night, I was freezing in the freezing nights. So what does that mean? That's the other idea that we spoke about. He has to negotiate between extreme kindness, which is called heat, because it's, it's light and, 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 and warmth, and extreme coldness. And he has to work with both of them. And as we spoke before, bridge bridges between them. With great, again, with great pain. This is by day By day I got eaten by the scorching heat, the kedach and frost by night. And, and, and I couldn't sleep. Yaakov was literally, actually he was studying Torah for 14 years. He had one night that he napped on the Holy of Holies, and then he spent another 22 years where he didn't sleep a regular night. So 22 years that he was in, 20 years, 20 years that he was in Lovan's house that he didn't sleep, and the 14 years that he was over there. The reason why it was so difficult is because being balanced is very difficult, because his root was in the center bar, to unify the left with the right, when you think about it, 
How many people do you know that have the courage and the ability to unify extremes? Most people, you know, you have a certain tendency. Today's days I find it so, so much this way. People are so, uh, what do you call, polarized. People are so extreme. So if you, and to the point that you don't even listen, people have their, their, their news feeds. So those who like to listen to, the, to, to, to the, what we call the ragged, the leftist media will sit and listen and they don't want to hear anything else. Everything else is not, is, is, is conspiracy and bad and terrible and right wing, whatever, no. And the people on the right only want to listen to the channels that will tell them what they want to hear. They don't want to even hear the other side. How many people are the people that are balanced and, and not only balanced that they hear both, but work on kind of being there in the middle and trying to, to bring a harmony in this, in this deep divide. So, but that's his work. That was Yaakov's work. That takes courage. It takes a lot of, a lot of difficult labor. For Yud Ekev, and his name is Yaakov, which Yaakov means Yud Ekev. What does that mean? Yud is the highest point. Ekev is the heel. So just like he's bridging the two sides, he's also bridging up and down. He elevates or purifies and, 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 and makes the heels, um, means the lowest levels, um, ready and, and, and vessels and containers. But the way he does it is in a way of, as we said before, and he does it in a way that it doesn't fall into extremes, but it remains centered. Not to intensify, overly load with kindness. And not to intensify the power of din. More than enough. So, uh, a middle. <laughs> That's why he says, by day I was eaten by, I was eaten by the scorching heat. The intense heat of the sun, where there is intensification of kindness. The Kerach Balayla and frost at night, where the Gevura is very intense. As it says that the Gevura can be so intense that who can stand before the coldness? When God makes it cold and the frost, who can bear the coldness? Who can tolerate such coldness? Which is the idea of the Gevura. The Yaakov and God is being like cold to the world, withdrawn from the world, judgmental to the world. And that can be very intense. The Yaakov, Yaakov who is the ultimate negotiator, he is the, he is the middle bar. He goes all the way up. And he is able to tolerate the intensity of infinite kindness. Experience love and kindness in its most extreme energy. Like explained elsewhere regarding a Pasuk and Shira Shira, when we say we are scorched by the sun. Where it's explaining this being overly impacted or overly, overly exposed to kindness. And then he descends on the other side. He goes down. Here he's calling, calling um, the Yom up, which is kindness. And Laila, night, which is Gevura, down. Um, and then he descends down low. And then he can hear, he hears the, uh, the extremes views and the extreme uh, um, justification of the opposite. 
of extreme judgment and extreme withholding, so to speak, or discipline. Which is the intensity of Gevura, which is the intensity of the coldness. Because Yaakov is the one who does the birur, and birur is done with the power of chachma and wisdom, and that power is mavriach menakatza goes from one end to the other end, like you see in the word yud ekev, yud is chachma, and it goes all the way down to the heel. Now he's talking the whole time that Yaakov is the middle bar. How does it refer to chachma, which chachma is on the right side? So I'm not exactly sure. But, um, yeah. V'kacho yekol yom of the Yaakov avoid the And this was all the work of Yaakov in the work of his birudim, of his rectifications, of purifications. And the work of him raising sparks. And this was very painful, and this was a lot of, a lot of toil. Like he said, As he tells Paro, he laments to Paro, and he says, he, Paro asked him how old he is, he said, my days of my life are ma'at v'roim. They're few, and they are Bad, but they did not. They did not reach. He complains that his days of his life are very few and very little, and they did not reach. Um, My days of my life are few and, 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 and uh, he calls, his, he calls his, his life actually bad days. And they did, not, they did not in any way compare with my fathers who lived the wonderful lives. So he explains. <laughs> because living the life of an extremist is, it doesn't take that much work. You know, you hang out with your own buddies, with your own company. You don't have to bridge anybody's opinions. Everybody, you drink beer together in a bar and you're happy. And, and each one intensifies the other's opinions. Okay, very good. The world doesn't change much because of that. That's why they lived a good life. Avram is, is, is hanging out with his, with, his, with his kind buddies, and Yitzchak is hanging out with his, uh, with his, uh, with his disciplining, uh, you know, those who are into the, into these, into the powers of, of, of discipline and judgment and so on and so forth. The Yom and the Smarl are the right and the left. Chachma, Chesed, Netzach, which Chachma, wisdom, and Chesed, and kindness, and Netzach, and perseverance is on the right side. Ubina, Gvura, Hoid, and Bina, which is understanding, Gvura, and discipline, and Hoid, and glory, which is on the left. First of all, they don't go down so low. They don't have the ability to extend all the way, all the way down to the lowest of levels. So Avram and Yitzhak never touched the lowest elements of creation to impact them, to change them, to transform them, to make them. They kind of hovered a little bit higher. Uh, so they're not... And therefore they mostly were, 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 were like devoting themselves to being a chariot above. Meaning to, you know, lifting themselves up, even though it's, it's hard to understand this because Avram Avinu was a very, very much a person... Our father Abraham was a, was a person that was very much engaged and involved with the world. And even though they, that's what he's explaining now, even though they did work, 
like Yitzhak was a well digger, Avram was also digging wells, which didn't just mean that he had a company, you know, digger's company. That, that, that's not what it, what it was. It was a spiritual work of dealing with the lowly, with the earth, with the lowly aspects of the world, uncovering the waters, the godly waters that are within. But still, their main toil and task was still in its in the spiritual domain. All of this was accomplishing supernal unifications in the realms of the divine, above in the in the sublime worlds of Atzilus. But it wasn't being revealed literally down here in the world. Now, even though we said the same thing about Yaakov, that he that he was only able to create these unifications in Atzilus and he needed Rachel. Yeah, but Yaakov had Rachel and through Rachel and through Yosef, he did channel all the way down. The, and Avram and Yitzchak, even though they had wives, of course, which conserved, they, they remained more in the, in the, in the higher realms of, of, of existence. They accomplished incredible things, but they, they, it didn't reach earth. It didn't reach down here. Because in order to bring things down, you have to bring the light down, all the way, all the way down into the place that's being fixed. Which in our case, this world is, 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 is a place of the klipa, of the shells, of the unholy. Okay, and it's an intermediate shell, but it's still a shell. And therefore, a state that's called very, very low. And that's only Yaakov, who's Yud Ekev, who brings things down all the way into the into the lowest realm. As it says, by I was I was consumed by the heat, the Kerach Balayla, and the frost at night. And he had to engage in wars. When 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 Lavan came out came out chased after him, and then and then he met Esav. His brother Esau was chasing after him. He had to wage with the dark guys, with the bad people. With the Chachma, Lavan is Chachma, and Esau is the Midos. Lavan is more the intelligence of the unholy, and Esau is more the emotions of the unholy. All of the Klippa. Which this is all called a very dense garment, and Yaakov had to fight with them, and that's why the word Sak, garment, which means a sackcloth, um, sak is shin kuf, which the gematria of shin and kuf together is 400, and that's Esav who's coming with the 400 men. These are extremely, extremely dark forces of concealment. Shandalad meis ish the of the 400 men of Esav. it says, they pained him very much. This was an, an excruciating spiritual battle. And this was considered his days, he says, are few and they are bad, meaning bad. He accomplished enormous, incredible things, but bad in the sense that they were very not peaceful days. They were ex excruciatingly difficult. Because, um, why is he calling him bad? It's a, it's, it's a strange thing to say. You say it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a life full of accomplishment. Don't call it bad. Because he's enclosing himself in, in elements that are evil. In order to fix something, you got to dive into their world. You got to come in there and fix it from within. And Yaakov had to, you know, daily had to argue with his uncle Lava, and he had to enter into the cunning um, 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 
con artist's mind. And over there, you know, win the game. So you have to enter into the mind of evil. You have to enter into the, as we saw in by Esau, he, he, you know, he, or with the angel of Esau, he wrestles with him. And you wrestle, you wrap yourself with the other. You, you get into the darkness. Like the therapist getting into the client's mind but he, and getting emotionally invested over here as well in order to be able to make this kind of a fixing. So he, that's what he's saying. My days in which he takes his spiritual energy was, was invested in their raim, their, their bad. It was invested in very dark stuff that I needed to do. Um, as it says in the Pasuk, be careful before the bad days come. Which means these are days in which the klipa um, reigns. And there's another passage that says, why should I be afraid? Oh, this helps me a little bit because for a second I got scared. It says, you know, you make sure to, you know, to, to, to do good things before the bad days come. And I was saying, uh-oh, I'm feeling, a little, I'm feeling a little dark the last few days. And then, but the next passage kind of helps me. It says, why should I be afraid? In the times that are days that seem to be dominated by klipa, why, why should I be afraid? which is telling us not to be afraid. If Hashem obviously is with us, and everything is going to be good. The Zohar says this, this idea that there are good days and bad days, and this that it says regarding to Yosef, that Yosef had his two sons before the bad days come. And the reason why Yaakov had to get himself so, his hands so dirty, so to speak, he had to get in, is because that's his job. He's the B'riyach and he's charged in bringing the Hashem to the lowest of places. And if the, 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 the king who's dominating that territory is a, is a gangster, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta deal with him. You gotta deal with the mafioso or whatever. Because he's meant to channel godliness down into the lowest territories, all the way to the heels. And who's in the heels? Esav is there. That's why the idea of he's holding on. When Yaakov was already born, you see him holding on to Esav's heel. He's grabbing on with Esav's heel. Levader, to do a purification. Gamla Kvayim, the Esav, even the heels of Esav, which by the way, this is the stage where we're in right now. Edom, America, is Esav. The heels of Esav is the last final chapter of American history. We're over here, we're finding the tug of war as it's, <laughs> it's, it's intense. And this is where Yaakov has to do a tikkun, even in this place. This wasn't easy. Ishseir, and Esav is called a man of a hairy person. Toikev hadin hakasha. The hair represents judgment, very narrow, constricted channels. And it's toikev hadin, the intensity of din. That's very, very, very hard. I'm thinking about the name of the current office holder. Similar, to, it, it, it indicates this, this idea that he's mentioning over here. So that's explaining why. So it's the same, it's this idea of harsh gavura um, and, and din. Why does he say ma'at? That's a description on ra'im, that he has to go into very dark crevices. But more than that, he also says it's. My days were few. In what sense is it few? That means like this. When you go down into a constricted place in order to bring there also a godly awareness, 
you have to lower your energy. On the one hand, you have to be very strong, but you have to, the message, the energy, the, the level of, 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 of spirituality has to, be, has to be toned out. Because in this low, dark place, you can only give a simple message, you can't give a very sophisticated message. So Avram and Yitzhak, who are not going down to such a low place, they're, they're living in an expansive state of consciousness, in a very open state. And so, and they're not in a place of it's not bad, and it's not few, it's not it's not small, it's big, it's expansive. But Yaakov, because he has to go into these yemei haroim, into the bad days, into the bad elements, into the evil crevices in the world, and over there infuse holiness, it needs to be mitigated, and that's the whole process of it. And therefore, he says this was, and that's the, that hurts the most is that you have to, when you can't say everything, when you can't really reveal what you, your, your deepest thoughts, you have to only, you know, you have to withhold. That's, that takes enormous strength. It's Ezehu Gibar, who's a real mighty person, someone who can filter. It did not, um, I did not um, catch up, or I did not compare to the days of the lives of my fathers. Be in their in their lifetime. Because his fathers, their their spiritual lights were 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 able to they were able to live with their spiritual sources, their soul spiritual, the dynamic of the Nishama was able to be translated into their physical bodies down here because when they were living a physical life, they weren't in the trenches, they weren't in very dark places. So the, the, because he says, My life did not match my father in the days of their living. What does he mean? Days of living is the is your sojourn on earth, as long as your soul is in a body. So Avram and Yitzhak, even though they had, you know, they had these spectacular souls, but coming into a body did not compromise so much on their godliness of their souls. So they were able to live heavenly days on earth. That's the idea. They were able to live spiritual days on earth because even when they were living on earth, they were partially in heaven. But Yaakov says, they, I needed to get involved with earth. So my, my life in my journey on earth involved complete investment of all my energies into the dark, <coughs> into the darks aspects of creation, in order to purify and, and, and rectify, and that's a that's a a a a, a um, that's a reduction, a horrific reduction of the of the I don't want to say horrific, but a, a, an extreme reduction of the energy, which is very painful if you can't live your true energy and have to be so so um, so constricted. And also to deal with these things is very, very hard, difficult. Um, therefore, my days did not reach to their lives. Like a segoil. If you take a look, you know, Avram, Yaakov is Teferis. And Teferis is um, the third sphere. And therefore, it's represented by the, the um, symbol of the vowel of a segoil. You know, we have in, in, in Hebrew, we have the letters, and then the way you pronounce a letter, instead of putting an extra, sometimes an extra letter there, like, you know, A or E and the I that make it, you know, change the pronunciation, O, you know. Um, in, in, in Hebrew, you put a, a marker on the bottom. These are the nekudot, whether it's a komet, whether it's a patach, or whatever the letters are. So segol is three dots, and the segol represents 
the top right side, the dot is chesed. The left side is gevura, which is Yitzchak. And Yaakov is teferis, is lower than them. That means that the life of a teferis being is not such high voltage. It's not on such a sublime level. He says, I, I, I'm not, I can't catch up with them. I used to see my father and my grandfather make a Seder. I used to see the experiences that they had and I feel that I don't have the same spiritual capacity. I'm not in that same. And yet, who's the one chosen from all of them? Yaakov. Even though he does not have that intense love or he does, can't experience the expansiveness of his, father's, of his father and his grandfather. So more enjoyable and more, you know, more, more, um, um, what's it called again, uh, a greater experience, there's no way he can compare, compare with them. But more f fitting the intention of what God wants, yeah, Yaakov. That's why in the letter Segel, which Yaakov is the third one over here, there is the, there is the time when the bottom one is beneath the two, the, two, um, the two dots, and then sometimes the Segel turns over and it's called the Segulta. And then the, the bottom of the triangle, the bottom dot, rises on top of the other two. And that's after we complete our mission. And then Yaakov, as we know, is the greatest of all the forefathers. But the segel, until, unless it's flipped because God is flipping it, but essentially, if, if, the, bottom, if the bottom dot rises, the, the two dots on top will also rise. So the bottom will never catch up to the top because the higher it goes, the higher the, the, the two dots over it will go. So he'll, never catch, he'll never meet them. But this is only as explaining with the lower segel. But with the upper segel, as we said before, the segel turns over. The one nekuda on the bottom is higher than the others. And that's why we say that Yaakov is the one that's chosen more than others. God has chosen Jacob, Yaakov. Yisrael, the Jewish people, Yisrael again is Yaakov, that's the second name. Lizgulaso, to be his tre to be his segula, and over here, Sgulaso is the upper segel, where it rises on top. Segel Elyon, the higher segel. After we're done, the, you're right. During the work, those that are doing the laborious thing, it, it involves a certain sacrifice on one's, on one's spiritual. If you, if you engage the world and want to impact the world, it's a sacrifice on your own growth. But eventually it pays off, because that's what God wants more than anything else. If you're disengaging because you want to protect yourself or because you want to have higher experiences and more enjoyable experiences, it's wonderful and it's good. And you'll have a very nice life. But it's not in the fulfillment of what the ultimate... Now, let's not God trip it, take away. Yaakov was only able to be third. He needed to be preceded by two people who laid the, laid the foundations of whatever they did, opened up the two side channels. But after they did theirs, Yaakov is the, is the one who completes it all. So then, after the beer, then he goes up higher than to the upper point, where the other two channels can't even come there. He's so, they'll never reach him. Just like he can't reach them during his lifetime, they can't reach him after the completion of it all. He's far above them. Because then he rises up to Keser, and Bina, and they are Chachme and Bina. Hashem has chosen. And this is the meaning of what it says. The whole year, I mean, the Yaakov, all the days of Jacob, of Yaakov, he was in pain. 
in the main painful experience is to be able to work with, as we said before, all the opposites. To constantly be able to adapt to your environment. And when you're in one environment, this is what you say. And in another environment, this is what you say. Some type people are like, you know, they're like bulldozers. Wherever they are, they ask if to say their opinion, and that's the way it is. And, and, and when, when, when they know they're totally not effective, they just have to say their opinion. That's not a communicator, and that's not a Yaakov element. It's, it's, it's to realize where the recipient is and to say, not that you're uncomfortable with your opinions, not that you're uncomfortable with what you believe in, but you consider the fact that you want to leave impact, and therefore, sometimes you can only give half-truths. I mean, you can't tell, you can't give it all over because you're just going to cause a, an explosion by the recipient. And that takes self-sacrifice because you're not concerned about you giving your message or you being right. You're concerned about the ultimate objective goal. And that's the ability to swing from extreme right to extreme left to extreme back to the right, back to the, to be able to be that moderator. Very, very, very difficult. I'm eaten but consumed by heat. The epitome of, of heat. The kerach balayla and frost at night. Tachlis akriris, the, the, the ultimate of, 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 of coldness. Kipchenes teferis, because teferis koil beiz afeichim includes two opposites, amenagdim, that clash with each other. From one extreme to the other extreme. That's why you can tolerate them both. And that's the reason why Yaakov suffered or tolerated the pain of raising his children as well. Shanashvatim. See, Yaakov, the, 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 the Avram had, had pain. They had one, each of them had one tzaddik and one righteous and one wicked. Yaakov, all his children were tzaddikim, but <laughs> everybody was a rebbe unto his own. Everybody started his own congregation. And everybody had the truth of Judaism. Right? Everybody wore a different hat. This one wore a strimal. And the other one with the other kind of strimal, the high strimal. The other one wore the Sephardic turban. <laughs> the other one wore a straw hat because he was modern Judaism. The other one wore the other one was each one was a rebbe on his own, meaning it was opened up shop on his own. And Yaakov had to be the father to all of them and to include them all. Like the Jewish people are splintered into so many different facets, so many different. This was the yeshivish uh, one of the shvatim, and and, and Yaakov. And, that's, and that causes, that's very difficult to be able to relate to each one in their world, connect and inspire and bring each one what they need. This is very, very opposite. Yet it says that all the tribes rise up higher to a state of unification. That's because they have a father Yaakov who can harmonize them all. The Yichadalian into a state of unity. Like they said to him, just like you have one, they said to him, we all have oneness, which means we're all merging together despite the fact that we're different. So now the Zohar continues, but when he saw, when he looked at Yosef, and he gazed at him, he felt completed in his soul, it's as if he saw the mother of Yosef. So now he explains, what does this mean? What does the Zohar mean when it says he was completed in his soul? He felt very wholesome. Because the main um, um, perfection and completion of the one that's meant to be the mashpia, the influencer, is when it actually comes to revelation, when it comes to expression. 
And that's what Yosef is the one. As we said earlier, Yosef is that power to attach itself, like to, 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 to bring the, 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 the lofty godly teachings to the actual recipient, to the creations. That's why we say that the offspring of Yaakov is Yosef, because it's all about, it has to get out, it has to channel. That's what gave him satisfaction and completion. When he saw Yosef, and the main reason is not only because he's the element of Yosod, which is connectivity, and the Zohar emphasizes, it's not just that he has a power to connect, but that he's a beautiful, Yosef is just magnificently beautiful. The beauty of Yosef represented again his ability to channel and to, and to, and to bring the full, the full Yaakov, all the facets of Yaakov, not just one extreme element of Yaakov. El Shapira, the Leidam El Shapira, the Rachel is that his beauty, his, his appearances were similar to his mother's. And that's why he felt completed in himself, like he is watching and looking at the, uh, the mother of Yosef. It's that same Shlemus, when, when he was connecting to Rachel, in his unity with Rachel, in his intimacy with Rachel, he felt that. She is, she is the one that's really receiving all of who he is and, 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 and transmitting it. With Yosef, he felt the same thing. Because her beauty, which means her ability to receive his entirety, was, was, is, what, is what caused him to have a shlemos, a completion in his soul. Because she was, the reason why she was so beautiful, because she was perfectly integrated. The chesed and gavura of kindness and gavura in a level of a student, in a level of a recipient. And just like by him, this perfect um, uh, symmetric uh, and, and um, synchronization, he has it in his hashpa, in his transmission. She has the ability to receive that. For you do it is known. It is also known that the perfect the the completion of the influencer is when the recipient receives it. You know, it's not it's not about just being a a a a you know a a teacher. You need students. A teacher is great, but you need to have a student who who, who receives. However, even this connection that Yosef that Yosef is Yosel. He is the first to his mother. He's the eldest to his mother. Usually a Bachar, always the firstborn. Why did God this week, Pasha's Bo, we read about God killing the firstborn of Egypt? Because they're the strength of Egypt. They're the power of Egypt. Why are they the power of Egypt? Because they're the firstborn. The firstborn has the main potency of the father. Like Yaakov actually says that to, to Ruvain also. You have my main power. Yet you messed it up. He says to Ruvain, because Ruvain was an extremist. He got angry, he rushed. He so, so, but then Yosef was also the firstborn. Yosef is the firstborn to Rachel. To, so he had the main power of his mother, which is this... This, this harmony. Behelem, the Koyach is Gabrus, and Sheyesh be Koyach in a Behelem in a concealed state. The Koyach is Gabrus, Achasadim, the Oviboy, Begilu Yoser. Now, 
he says Yosef has his mother's power, but he's obviously a child, has both input from the father and the mother. Yaakov's influence on Yosef is even more than Rachel's influence on Yosef and Rachel's. The difference is that Yaakov is chesed. In general, male and female, mother, female is gavura, and male is kindness. And in Yosef, who's yesod, in that chemistry of the build of yesod, even though it has within it both chesed and gavura, the chesed element, the impetus of giving, is stronger than its restraining. It needs to restrain. Without restraint, it can't give. But it's what overpowers is the is the yeah over the no. Kiyadu, as it is known, the Yosef, as it is known from simply in his life, that his father's power is stronger than him, than his mother's power, is the fact that he lived for the greater part of his life an orphan from his mom, but not an orphan from his father. That means his father's influence continues, his mother's influence was interrupted. Of course, she planted seeds in him. So it was there, but it wasn't in a, on, a, on, a, on a continuous day-to-day basis. So you see that the power of Yosef is more influenced by father than by mother. That means by kindness more than Gavura. But he wasn't an orphan from his father. Because the powers of Chachma, of Yesod, of the Yesod element of Chachma, extends and illuminates into the Yesod of the Zeir Anpin, but the Yesod of Bina, the elements of Bina, which is his mother, which is the feminine side, does not reach to the Yesod of the Zeir Anpin. Um, it reaches only to Netzach and Hod. That's a Kabbalistic concept, and I don't remember the explanation right now. But that's what it says. So, Va'al came, Betzir of But he has two, both reasons. What does he have? Davke. Davke katcham Yosef Number one, he looked at Yosef and he's been stakobay and he looked at him. Ishtalim benafshi, he felt very completed because Yosef again has this harmony in him. And, and so, what's the two? What does it mean that he has his father's power more than his mother's power? Not exactly sure. Maybe the fact that Yosef, the, the power of Chesed is stronger, so therefore he will, he will, he will transmit. I'm not exactly sure. It could be that's what he means by it. Because he said two things about it. Number one is you have, to, you have to be willing to teach. You have to, you have to put it out. And that was Rachel, that she had words. And Yosef's ability. But then there's a second thing, is that that, what, that which you are transmitting should be very integrated. So these are the two things. Okay. But, but he says, and it was a, it, this was considered to him as if he didn't have any bad days in his life. Now that he has Yosef with him, it was as if he had a very, a very comfortable life. Even though he said before how difficult and excruciatingly difficult it was. The answer is, when you find your work having purpose and meaning, then it redeems the work. Even though the work can be so, so frustrating, so, so difficult and so hard, but it, if it was all for a purpose and you realize your goals and your dreams, then the hard work is not hard anymore. It basically, it redeems, it lifts it. But if the, the, at the very last minute that just collapses and it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't reach its intended target, then you relive all the pain and all the hardship that you had all, all along because you worked in vain with everything you did. Look, as we explained earlier, 
Yosef is the level of tzaddik nekretov. He's called good. Then Yud Zayin Shonam the Yosef, and he's the 17 years of Yosef Gematria Tov, which is Gematria Tov. 17 is Gematria Tov. Shenikri Yemei HaToiv, that's called the good days of Yaakov. Because through Yosef, he can channel his lights from the concealed to the revealed. And that's called good. When light comes to revelation, it's called good. We see that God said light is good. What's light? Illumination. So when things are being expressed, that's good. By Moshe too, who Moshe is what? The, the communicator of Torah, which is revealing of Torah. Without Moshe, the Torah would be concealed. Moshe opens up and reveals the Torah, the ultimate light, Torah Oyer. So by Moshe, it also says, as soon as he was born, she saw, they, they saw him, Kitov, that he was good. Could be in spiritual quality, there were other tzaddikim who were as great as Moshe. But they're not called good. Definitely not when they were a little baby that they should be called by the Torah good. And the answer is, so many great tzaddikim whose incredible service to God is unmatched, but they did not illuminate. They did not bring their light into the world. They didn't shine the light. It was their private affair. Moshe Rabbeinu brought the light down, brought godliness, channeled godliness into the world through the Torah. That's called tov. That's good. And Yosef, who's Yesod, not of the Yesod Abba. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Yesod of the level of Chachma. Um, Yosef is the Yesod of the level of Ze'er Anpin, of the six emotions. But he's still the Yesod. And the Yesod is... The bonding and the transmission. And in those 17 years that he had Yosef, Yaakov was able to recalibrate and redefine all of his difficult years. So basically, it, 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 as we said earlier, it redeemed all the pain and, 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 and hardship that he had suddenly became so enjoyable. It had a different... It was, you could talk to Yaakov and say, how was life? At that time, he would have said, Unbelievable. I had the most beautiful light. Why? Because it was meaningful. Which he was able to work with. Bitsar, which at the time was very difficult. It involved all the compromising of his light, like we spoke earlier. It's a descent. The concealment that involves in coming down into the Akev, into the heel. Until you can penetrate the heels of Mitzar. But then what happened? On the last, in those 17 years, it all went from pain to joy. Like it's literally good. Like what? Like we find that when things get, when, when you have suddenly an explosion of goodness in your life, it can make you forget that you, the hard times. Sometimes you have rich people that are, not necessarily that every rich person is, is in a good state, in a healthy state, in a happy state. But let's say it does. So you have people who work like crazy. They'll tell you in the beginning it was like so hard. And then, but they, they don't see that as bad. They see that as, as an incredible good because those were the rungs to success. And you feel, you drop that. You don't have the pain in your psyche anymore. So too, Yaakov Avinu was able to forget all the pain of the concealment of the godly light through the good, the tzaddik alien of the supernal tzaddik, which is the Yosef of Yosef, because in him and through him, all the good and all the kindness is revealed in the incredible revelation of light below. By the way, coming up to Yutzvat, Yutzvat is the yard side of the Friediger Rebbe, his name is Yosef, and the Rebbe always connects him to Yosef HaTzadik. The previous Rebbe brought this same quality, all the lights of godliness he revealed 
reveals it down in the world, in the lower world. He brought Hasidus to America. He is the one who brings us all the writings and all the treasures of sub-stories, of, 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 the, of the private stories of the Rabbeim, of Hasidus. He's the incredible power of communicator, of, of light in the world. This is the same idea. This is the power of tov, of good. Like it says, that the power of kol, which is yesod, is you, connects heaven and earth. And the fact that he's able to bring down godly revelation without diminishing it. That's the power. Last week we learned that's, that's where Yosef is even greater than Rachel, than Rachel. Malchus, when it's delivering God, when it's putting words and putting lights into containers, into words, the moment you put something into words, it's already weaker than without words. If I can communicate an idea, if I can beam an idea directly, let's say a thought, uh, an emotion, a concept in my mind, if I can beam it into your head as it is without words, you would get it much sharper than once I put it into words. Because once you're putting it into words, the words kind of like diminish it a little bit. And then you have to extrapolate it in your own head. And the teacher and the student never perceives the idea with the same intensity like the teacher. 40 years later, yeah, it takes them 40 years to finally say, ah, now I get it. But until then, no. But, 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 but Yisod, as we said before, is a, is a connection, connectivity. And when it connects and it channels, it channels without weakening it, with its full power. Without changing it. So obviously, all the dark moments that Yaakov had, in which he was struggling to, to insert godliness in the world. And now he finally has the, the, the missing link and the one that can channel things down without even compromising it. Uh, suddenly there's no dark days anymore. This is why it appeared to him as if he never had a, a moment, a dark moment in his life. This is the, by way of analogy of a person. A person who plants and harvests the plants, vidosh, and then threshes the grains, v'toichen, and then grinds the kernels. So he does all the work to process the wheat, but with a lot, a lot, a lot of exhaustion, by day and by night. Farm work is one of the hardest work. Vitadich Nasi doesn't sleep. He's up every day, four in the morning, goes out to the field, he's already working, comes out, he's my Tulip becomes sometimes he's so disgusted with his life because he like oh, he needs a vacation, he needs it's just too difficult. That's called pain. It's called he sometimes he's wondering why in the world he wants to sell his farm and move to Hawaii and sit on the beach. But that's until when? Until he finally reaps the rewards. He get, makes it all, sells it all, and then he makes a fortune. Ah, it was worth it. But then when he gathers together this huge um, fortune, of grain, after he finished already all the processing, which was so hard, Suddenly he feels terrific. He's so happy. It's as if he never had a bad day. Life is beautiful. As if he never had anything uh, difficult in his life. Or you find that the same is also in business dealings. Of people doing business. 
People live very difficult lives. Up till three in the morning, back and forth and running and traveling and going and making and doing and risking and then getting having heart palpitations when you almost lose a fortune of money and so on. All the emotional draining that goes on in, 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 in business. And the worry, maybe you're going to lose everything. Shepizer that you, that, you, that you squander. But when it's successful. And you make an enormous amount of money. Then he forgets all the pain. Because it's so good. But not always. If you made, you know, you know, moderate, um, um, a moderate profit, you still are exhausted, you're still pain, you're still thinking, I don't know, you know, thank God I can live, that's about it, but not like, suddenly your life is incredible. But if it's an enormous success, so much, actually, that it has the, the, the energy of the success and the joy and the satisfaction is so intense, that it kind of irons out all the creases of your soul. People, you know, you, just like physically a shirt can get creased. A person's soul gets creased from the pain and the frustrations and the anxiety and the stress and the, all that causes deep scars and, and, and creases in the soul. But then you have this awesome goodness and it's so good that suddenly you're suddenly rejuvenated and all the creases and dents and bruises suddenly go away and they're suddenly like fully replenished. The whole soul is replenished fresh. And it, and it, as we said, it, 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 it redefines your entire being. It was worth it. This is the way we're going to feel after Mashiach comes. When we're going to come to, to the final good, we're going to turn around and we will know that all the, all the investment and all the, all the pain and suffering throughout the entire was all worth it. It was worth the pain. For this goodness. Until they said, it is better for a person to be judged. So that we will come to the goodness. And sometimes it's the opposite. If God forbid a person suffers a devastating dark time, Sadly, that can happen as well. That the bad days can overwhelm a person's life. A person can have a good life and then sadly, in the end, they go through something very, very difficult and it, it, it basically knocks the wind out of all the beautiful times that they had. And the bad days wipe away the memory of the good time and redefines your life as a bad life. You forget that you ever had a good life. Like you find that by the hunger, the days of famine, the seven and the seven cows, the skinny cows, the emaciated cows ate the the robust cows, and but 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 after they ate them, you couldn't tell that they ever had a good lunch. So this is the idea that when the good the the, the, the terrible days will come, it will so overwhelm that it's as if you never had a. People will forget that it was once so good. Seven days that were so intense that you forgot that you ever had the good days. Like the dream of Pare, with the, with the skinny cows. They, they swallowed the good ones. They weren't known as all. But well, let's focus on the good. The days of good can be so intense. We turned over to page 156. We don't know any bad. 
And this was the idea of the 17 years that he had with Yosef. I'm talking about the first 17 years. Because it was so good. Yaakov evaluated it, or he felt by him. It appeared to him. He spoke to Yaakov during those 17 years. You would get the highest, most positive, most joyful report. Um, but when Yosef left him, the czar continues. Suddenly it was reversed. And again, now he's feeling every bit, every bump on the road and every difficulty. I didn't have one peaceful moment. I didn't have any tranquility. When the, when the, when the anger came, when the wrath came, the because this was more difficult to Yaakov, everything that passed over him. Because everything that transpired over Yaakov when he was with Lavan. All the hardship that he had when he was, when he had his confrontations, when he was working, when he while he was, it was a very long period of time. It was a twenty years that he was in the house of Lavan, who Lavan is the intelligence of the unholy, and he has to basically imagine being twenty years in a constant debate, debating, debating the other side. As it says, Arami. The the uh, the one from Aram, which is referring to Lavan, Oyvedavi wants to destroy my father, which means he wants to destroy your holy, the holy mind, the whole, everything Yaakov learned in Torah for this last sixty or seventy years, everything that he studied. Lavan was such an apostate; he was such a klipa, and he was a smart guy. He was a he was a he was a he was a, he was a genius. Was trying to 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 destroy all that entire holy intelligence, and that means. Father, father is called intelligence. It's the two fathers clashing with each other. And then when he had to fight, how painful it was when he when he when he when he had to endure that confrontation with the angel of Esau. That's got Esau, all the bloodthirst of, of Esau, which later transpired over two thousand years of the bloodthirsty mob that expressed itself in Vir in all the different forms. It was all embottled in that angel. And Yaakov had to experience all that, all that emotional brutality when, when, he, when a man wrestled with him. These are the middos of the klipa. This is the confrontation between the holy emotions, Yaakov is the holy emotions, and the confrontation with the, with the impure emotion. That it's, it's in the angel of Esau. And, and, and he injured him. He managed to get to him. As it says, He dislodged his, his thigh. But all of this did not match up as difficult and as hard like when Yosef was ripped away from him. The Zohar says this was more hurtful to him. It caused him more pain than all of them. Why? I guess this will take us back to, what's his name? Um, Victor Frankl's book. That a person can survive Auschwitz, a person can survive the worst of the worst if you have meaning in your existence. But if you have zero, but if you take someone's meaning away, that's the most devastating blow you can give someone. When you have no meaning in what you're enduring. 
And Yaakov at this point, everything, okay, it was hard, it was difficult, but there was meaning to it. Yosef was going to, he had a channel. But when that was taken away from him and he was left without meaning in his life, for whatever he did, suddenly all that he had was just the memories of all the pain in the heart. It suddenly came weighing down on him like, you know, a hundred thousand pounds of, of pressure that was sitting on him and, 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 and breaking his soul. And he had to sit like that for 22 years. All the good was taken away from him. Because the communication ch- channel to bring everything to the reveal. Which is called gold. I'm silent. I can't talk. I'm, I'm, I'm bemuted. From good. When you can't speak good. When you can't give over the psura of the geula. Of the redemption. And all the silencing is this, the most painful thing. When the good is... The, the connection is, is, is taken away. And here's the thing. When, when good is not being channeled, when tov is not being channeled, so the other side becomes very, 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 very intense. Because where there is Yisod and there is a channeling of godliness, they run into their caves. They go running for the hills. But when that communication is not flowing, so there's a withdrawal, they come in and they, and they, and they basically just... You know, um, grab the power of everything. Because when she goes about the tzaddik is gone. Because the tzaddik is the foundation of the world. So when Yosef was taken away from him, Yisod was ripped away from Teferis. So Teferis is lacking, it's as we spoke earlier, it's connectivity to lower. He was sold into captivity. Like a lost object that's not being searched for. Because Yaakov had no clue where to search for him. Because they sold for money. They sold the tzaddik. And a destitute person, they sold him for shoes. That brought Yaakov such took away all peace. Literally, he lived every moment in a, in a, in a, in a, in a tormented. The Yahweh Reuges and all this. And the powers of judgment in the world become very strong. I don't know why. There's something about this that's scaring me so much when I'm teaching tonight. You have no idea. Because I don't like what I'm seeing in the world. I don't like the, the guy who came into office. I don't like his name. I don't want to even say it because I don't want to give empowerment. I don't like its name indicates this Indian. I don't like the situation. And I hope and I, and I pray and I, I bless the whole world that this, will, this nightmare will end in, a, in just any second. And we will have Mashiach here, obviously, and, and the powers of goodness will prevail. And uh, this, 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 of course, you know, the Klippa is celebrating as if, like, you know, the greatest uh, Mashiach came to the world. Okay, maybe there's just a, a mirage that has to happen right before Mashiach, hopefully. This was more difficult than all of his pains. All of his pains that transpired or went over him with love and an Esav. All that. Because again, that was a struggle, a struggle, but he, but he had meaning to it. Because without Yesod, it's in the center. You need that power of Yisoyed. That needs to channel from the highest peak to the lowest. 
They say mevali they giloy because that's the power to reveal b'mekabel mamish in the recipients. Keniskel ubeheder pchenas yisoid when the yisoid is not in operation. There's no channel to channel it. It doesn't shine down. Everything remains hidden. Everything remains above. Like we said earlier, that when it says that when Yaakov came, his life was restored to him. When, when he found out that Yosef is alive. But when Yosef was not there, like the spirit of Yaakov withdraws. Everything goes into suppression. Everything goes into a, the opposite of revelation. Then he realizes that for in vain he did all this hard work with, with sacrifice. He fought ferociously against all of his opposition. Of all the forces that were thrown against him, both of the intellectual powers and the emotions that he had to battle with. In order to add light from the essence of the emanator, in Chachma and Mido is the Kedusha. Um, oh, because again, what was the whole, he fought with all these clippers in order to clear the world from its darkness so that he will then be able to channel the more light from the essence of the emanator into holiness because there won't be any more the clippers opposing him. He will be able to set up these containers, chachma, wisdom, midos, and the emotions of holiness, and via that, channel it all down into the world. But if it gets, if the flow gets interrupted because a major piece of that transmission got lost and is not here, then what's the whole point? Kiyadu, as it is known, the kadeskafya sitra achra. It is known that what, this is what we learn in Basil Ligani, that when the Sitra Achra on the other side is subdued, which is what Yaakov was doing when he was fighting the forces of the unholy, he was crushing them, and that itself brings an increased holiness. God's glory rises in the whole world. So incredible lights and incredible revelations. The lights of Keser, like it says in the Maimur Basil Ligani, Istalik. The lights of holiness that it is in a state of removal, so transcendent and so high, all this you're able to bring that down. So he found meaning in the battles. He found it was, it was significant to him. But if the lights are not going down, because there isn't a yesod element. The yesod of holiness is not functioning. So there's no one to bring it from its concealed state into, into its connection to the world. It's not called light. Because it's not communicated below. It's not called good. Because good is only, as we said before, when the light illuminates, it's good. Why is light called good? It's only... It's only because it illuminates. Light that gets blocked and stays only in its source is not called good. If the sunlight stays inside the sun and not illuminating outward, it's not called good. So if Yaakov has all this illumination taking place in him, but he can't express it into the world, but when it's not there, when it's not shining, I'm silent, like a stone. So then, now Lamti, if I'm silent and I can't express, do me, then I become like a stone. I have no, 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 no energy, he says. Without light and without chayes kakashadech shesi mitoiv, 
because I was silenced from good from Yesod. Tov is Yesod. When I don't have Yosef, I've been silenced. And my pain, I don't know what the word nechar means, but it's like, I guess my, my, my pain has become so much worse. Because there was an intensification of the, of the, of the powers of din, of judgment. Hakashim, the horrible dinim, the yenikas hachitzonim of the powers of the chitzonim. Because when Yosef is there, they're running. But when there's no Yosef and there's no hamshach alamata, then the 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 the, the, the klipas, they, they 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 take power. Kedusha they take from. But again, when Kedusha has a powerful stand, they can't come close. But when Kedusha is very weak, because it doesn't have communication skills, so something is coming through, but it gets immediately usurped. By the dark, by the forces of unholiness. It says, or trust in God and do good. And the Zohar explains this idea. I'm seeking good. If Tov is there, if we'll bring the Giyula. Because Yesod, that's called Tov, who that's what sweetens all the harsh judgments. And what does he say? Yaakov says to Pasuk, it says, I, I, I don't have any peace. Because Yesod is called Shalom, Vishalva, and tranquility. And you will know that your tent is in peace. Now, tent is referring to the wife, and Shalom is the connection between the husband and the wife, which is through Yesod. And by Mincha of Shabbos, we say, Yaakov and his children will rest on Shabbos. A resting of peace, tranquility, and quietness. Yaakov wanted to sit in peace. Because he had already overcome all of his hardships. Through Yosef the Tzadik, he can communicate it all. What does he mean that he's bringing that? That's why we say it on Shabbos by Mincha. First of all, we know that Shabbos Mincha is to Yosef. Yosef passed away Shabbos by Mincha. It's also Yaakov's time because it's uh, because it's uh, yeah Shabbos afternoon is Shal Shudas time is Yaakov's time. We know the three phases of Shabbos. Achkafat all of Rugza the Yosef, but then he was hit by the pain of Yosef. That Yosef was taken away. In the end, the opposite happened. His whole power of communication was suddenly collapsed. And how the Zohar continues. Now Yosef was seventeen years old when he departed from him. Every day Yaakov wept. For these 17 years of Yosef. Why is he emphasized? He's missing Yosef. He's missing the 17. 17 is the power of Tov. That goodness, Yaakov couldn't forget it. He, 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 he craved it so much, but he was literally helpless. Because 17 years of Yosef is the gematria, the numeric value of Tov. And therefore, immediately when Yosef became 17 years old, when Yosef 
it took the first 17 of Yosef. Now Yaakov completely downloaded to Yosef. All the light and all the hashpah, all the influence of Teferes, of Yaakov, menehelim from the concealed legili to revelation, bimakablim into the recipients, k'moshakosef, ki kol da'ochid bishmaya, because as it says, kol yisold is what connects heaven to earth, so it brings it down to the recipient. Ukanao b'roshet be. Berosha Tevis, the Esa Shamayim, the Esa Aretz. <clears throat> we said it's the Rosha Tevis of Esa Shamayim, the Esa Aretz is S is Aleph, Hashamayim is He, the S is Vav, Haaretz is He. So it's Aleph, He, Vav, He, which is one of God's name, and it's Gematria 17. So that's the power to bring things down from heaven to earth. So then once. Yaakov already did bring everything to Revelation. As soon as he completed, 17, it was a certain completion of it. Yosef, however, was ripped away from him. Venim Karen, he was sold beside Golos. It's the idea of the exile of the tzaddik. Yosef Bebeis HaSoyer B'Mitzrayim. And he sat in prison in Egypt. They tortured his feet with, 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 with chains. They chained him down, his feet. Imenas Hashem Tzrafsuhu. The word of God was purifying him exactly. But even though Yosef went to, to, was abducted and taken away from him, God was with Yosef. Unknown to Yaakov, Yosef had enormous success. Whether he was at the house of Potiphar, he immediately rose to become the man in charge of the whole estate. Yosef was with Yosef. And then when he was cast into prison, the same thing. He rose immediately to the top position. Over there, God also gave him enormous success. And that's why at the time of Golis, which is the idea, exile, where the tzaddik, which is Yosef, the concept of Yosod, is hidden from us. But yet it says that the poor man, I guess the tzaddik is called during the time of Golos, he's called Evion. He's called the destitute and poor. But it says Ze'onikara, that the Oni, even while he's in destitute, he calls that and God will be with him. Hashem helps him and saves him from all his tzaras. Rabbi Yisrael is tzaddik, as the Pesach says, many bad stuff before the tzaddik. Tzaddik is particularly related to Yesod, because Yesod is called tzaddik. Hashem helps him from all. Because even if the tzaddik falls seven times, he gets up again. Exactly what this means in the general discussion that we have, I'm not exactly sure. But in any case, the golos doesn't impact Yosef as much as it impacted Yaakov. But to Yaakov, he was crying every day because of the tov being missed. Because he's lacking. The, the tov of Yesod is lacking in his days. And that's why every day he was, he was crying for the lack of Yesod. Every single day he felt that this was lacking in his day. He was crying for these 70 years. They're called tov. So now we're going to the last page. Page I and Tess. What did they answer him? I'm going to give you another 17 years. And what's going to happen? And Yosef is going to put his hands upon you. 
Hashem says, I'm giving you another 17 years. Be'inugin, in greatest satisfaction, delight, and pleasure. Ta'ayinu davke beklois yom of the Yaakov. When Yaakov near the end of his life. Yosef is going to stretch out his hand to protect you. What does that mean? It returned to Yaakov. Whatever he was craving for, for this level of tov, for this communicator. Of the 17, these 17 years, they have a bachi kol yoyma, in which he had wept every single day, in the end of his life, he got it all back. When it came for the time for his neshama to go back, and he was broken and beaten, God rehabilitated his soul. When he was about to return back to from where he's been excavated. All the way high up to the power of synchronization, the power of beauty, the power of teferis. But all the way up, 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 up as it's going to return to its quintessential beginning, which is in the primordial state of Atik in the ancient of days. He's, he, it says about Mashiach that he will be very, very high. Which it says, Mesitra de Yaakov. Mashiach will even transcend Yaakov. But you see that this is a very, very, very high level. Seems like he's explaining that the last days of Yaakov is when Yaakov was going up to, a, since it's time of Estalkus, his soul was already um, being elevated to its source, even though he was still physically alive. He was being elevated higher and higher. And in that place, Yosef is there. Again, it's a little cryptic. I don't, I don't, I don't get it all. Everything. Um, obviously, the main thrust of the mimer we, we 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 discussed and we learned, but exactly what this means, I don't know. And those seventeen years where Yaakov lived with Yosef, in order that the tov should be on its highest level when Yaakov goes back up to his very high state. Again, as we said, it seems to be the idea that Yaakov should not return, return his soul to the maker and to his highest place when he is, God forbid, shattered and broken. This is the idea of tzaddik. You have 17 other years, which are going to be the epitome of Yesod, which means in the Yesod itself, let me put it this way, Yosef's 17 years that he was with Yaakov in the second round was a much higher Yosef than the Yosef that was in the first. Yosef in the first round was a very immature Yosef, and this Yosef is Yosef on a much higher level, which over here, that Yosef was Yesod of, 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 of the Zeranpin. This is Yosef rising to the, to, to the Yesod of Teferes of Atik Yomen, way, way, way above. And therefore the power of Yosef and the goodness of it is amplified exponentially higher than what was before, and it made up for all the loss that he had earlier. Now, this is much higher than those 17 years when he was still a youth, Ben Yudzain Shani, when he was 17 years old. It says over there, he was very immature with the, so he was in a, in a very limit, in a very small way. It says by Shlomo Melech when it speaks about his enormous wisdom, it says that Shlomo HaMelech was able to speak to all, speak to all plants, and he knew the language of everything, from the high cedar trees, all the way down to the tiny little hyssop grass. 
So it's explained spiritually what that means. The big, big tamar trees, the big uh, eres trees are referring, they're both referring to yesod, but yesod, when yesod is in its most elevated state, and yesod, when yesod is already, or when yesod shrinks and is in a state of katnos, or the opposite. The azov, the little hyssop, is initially when it's very small, and then when it grows to very, very big. It's very small, and it's in the wall. It's not even planted in the earth. It's like a, a, a little grass that grows out of a wall. Or, the, or compare it to the big uh, tree, the eres tree, which has deep, deep roots in the ground. And its roots are so big, and it goes, it expands. That's why it goes up in... in, in uh, an equivalence to how far its roots go down, that's how high the tree grows. Yaakov and the Shvatim are called tree. And the root of the tree is Yesod of Yosef. Yosef was very, Yosef wrote, in Dafkin Mitzrayim, he rose to very, very high levels. Is the idea of the eighth king, the Yaakov Canal. Yaakov was resurrected, he came back to life. That's what it says, with delights and, and pleasures. Two levels of pleasure. One is internal levels, internalization of pleasure, and the other one is encompassing powers of pleasure. Delights and longing. Again, full integration. Because Hana, delight, is chesed. And ksufim, longing, is gevura. It, it's an upward thrust. And this is more of a calmness. This is more of a, of a, of a, of a, of a satisfaction. Like the lighting and the lights of the shechina. And longing, expiration of the soul, the tainug. My soul is going out. So that's more of a gevura element. And that's what yesod is, that it has everything in it. When you have intense love, you have an overpowering of the pleasure that calms the love. That's why Yaakov came to life 17 years. Tana, we learned called in and shnin all those all those all those years. Shchinta yakare, the precious shchina, the kuchibiruchu ime, the kuchibiruchu was with him. Ishtakha, God was with him. Pidish shchinta upchenas malchus. Shchina is malchus shenemel chloidi berasiv. And ikra yakare, the kuchibiruchu, it's called the glory of Hashem. Kamashikasev keser elyon ir keser malchus. Because we said before yakare is referring to keser, but keser. Connects to Malchus. It wasn't called life. Only where there's Yesod, there's life. Now was alive. to bring life to the lowly spirit. Everything was restored. It can channel back into Malchus. And threw that into the world. I know I didn't explain a lot of these last concepts over here. It seems like the alternate right at the end gives a deep, con- a, a, a major co- concentration of some of some uh, potent uh, uh, ideas. And I didn't, regretfully, I didn't prepare this 
only when I looked it over two weeks ago, and had I sat and really worked on this, maybe I would have been able to give you more explanation, but I was getting a little, um, I wanted to move on already and learn something else, Bezrat Hashem. So now that we've completed this mimer, which is an awesome mimer, Mazel Tov, spent four weeks on it, and Bezrat Hashem, I'm gonna be out of town next week, next two weeks I'm gonna be out of town, but I hope next week, the second week, no, because I have a wedding in New York, but next week, I'm, I'm going to be out of town, but I hope if I have good Wi-Fi, I uh, hope to give the class from wherever I am. Okay. Everyone, um, be well. We should have Mashiach. Let's not lose hope or faith. Whatever is going on is just a blink before the, the greatest light. And um, it might even be part of the light, just... It's too bright, so it appears to us as a lot of darkness happening. But we will overcome this. And not only that, we're, we're without a shadow there. Look at an amazing thing. The helicopter was sitting over here and, and, and making me crazy this last 10 minutes. Or by one more 15, the last 45 minutes, I had this helicopter buzzing in my head. Now that we finished the class, he's done. He went away. <laughs> okay. Lachaim, everyone, be well. Thank you for joining. And um, we'll be back with much more. Remember to join us. Um, we're having two amazing Fabrengans for Yochvat. One of them by my son in law on Saturday night, Matzah Shabbos, starting at 8 o'clock, Rabbi Mendel Zirkin. And the next one, Sunday night at 7 30, I'll be doing Bezrat Hashem. Um, Tune in, my, my Fabrengan will be at 7.30. Sunday night, we'll be talking about Yochvat. Please share it with your friends. Let's get a lot of people. It's a virtual Fabrengan on YouTube and on Facebook. And hopefully by then we'll be in Yerushalayim. Take care.